Troops, here we are. It's the Eagle Podcast. Uh, Sunday afternoon, I've been joined by another awesome guest all the way from Wales. It's the very, very, very special Jen George. Jen, how are you doing? I'm right, thank you. Uh, was, that okay? was, that, was that a good enough intro for you? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm actually in Devon. Uh, oh, you're in Devon. Sorry. I, <laughs> yeah. I apologize. Um, I thought you were in, thought you in Wales, Wales for some reason. <laughs> she doesn't live in Wales. She lives in Devon, which is nowhere near Wales. Don't try and walk it. Um, right then, how's Devon? <laughs> it's really sunny. It's not rained here, really. I think since the start of lockdown, it rained for a day. Three wow. weeks in, that's it. So it's glorious. And, and do you know what? When lockdown finishes, I'll tell you what's going to happen the first day. It'll be an absolute typh- typhoon, won't it? It will rain, for sure. So, <laughs> do you know what? That's okay. We can deal with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, how's, this, uh, how's this been for you? How's, how's this whole world of craziness been for you down in Devon? How's Devon coped? Devon, I see, I... I almost feel a little bit bad that I've actually quite enjoyed lockdown, which I never thought I would say, but it has forced me to slow down. And I think that's actually been a good thing for me. Generally, like I say, it's been really sunny. I've been able to sit in the garden. Everyone seems to have slowed their pace of life down quite a lot, just generally around the city. So, Yeah, do you know what, Jen? It's funny you should say that because I've had a lot of people say they've enjoyed lockdown and it almost feels... Like, it's a taboo thing to say. Like, it should be this great, ooh, it's the worst moment in our lives. But I feel like it's made people take notice and um, enjoy things that otherwise they, they, they wouldn't have enjoyed. I mean, obviously, the financial implications of what's going on um, is is horrible. People are dying horrible. Um, but there's been some good stuff come out of COVID. Like, I've heard personal stories of, fathers and, 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 and family members and mothers and daughters like spending this like super quality time together which that's theirs for the rest of their lives you know and you, you've probably seen it like I have people climbing the stairs a bazillion times to summer Everest and like so many great stories is there anything that sort of stuck in your mind that you've seen on social or anything that you know personal um I think a lot of a lot of people have got out to explore the local area who otherwise wouldn't have done. Um, so if I'm out, if I go out for a training run, yeah, there's a lot more people, there's families out on bikes that mm. you know would never have normally gone to that place. Yeah. Um, I passed a family today actually when I was out and these kids were absolutely smashing it going up this hill. <laughs> and I was just looking at the, uh, their parents were like lagging behind, but I was looking at these kids and I was like, do you know what, if they've been doing this route regularly, they're so much fitter than they were at the start and that can only be a good thing and I know that it's massively affected people's lives I've got a lot of friends who live in London who are stuck in third floor flats and they don't have access to green space mm. that's awful I feel really bad for them um, but for a lot of people for those who do have access to it people are making the most of it mm. and that's nice to see it it's nice to see um exactly what you're talking about there like people taking the time to to appreciate what's on the doorstep like i live in a very large town but i'm also very lucky that i've got a long distance trail that goes literally f- almost center right through my through my town um and i've spent a lot of time on that trail like 
getting to know it like and and i've not and i've noticed things that have always been there but because i've always been in a rush like i've never noticed them before um is there any little stories that you've noticed like that anything that you've gone in your local area gone how long has that been there <laughs> <laughs> massively i i haven't actually lived in this house that long um, okay so i lived i'm, I'm living in exeter uh, in devon and i was yeah. here as a student about 10 years ago and I've suddenly realised how much of the city I didn't know as a student because I spent mm. all of my time on Dartmoor, um, climbing or kayaking uh, or walking. And there's so much actually, even in the immediate vicinity of where I live. So yeah. two days ago, yeah, two days ago now, um, there's something called the Green Circle, which goes the whole way round Exeter. Nice. No idea that this existed. This popped up on uh, Devon County Council website as a recommended route for people in Exeter. And I went and did it and it was amazing. And I just thought there's so many nature reserves and little patches of green and woodland that I had no idea existed. Probably half an hour from my doorstep, if mm. that. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been nice to sort of find areas like that. Um, I know Exeter. Um reasonably well uh i've done a little bit to sort of down there on the on uh in dartmoor dartmoor is a is a hard area to operate in especially in bad weather um it's a really great place to test yourself definitely uh what what got you into the outdoors or have you always been quite outdoorsy uh so i grew up in cornwall so i grew up near newquay and i lived on a holiday park so my dad was wow. a manager there so myself and my sister had this idyllic upbringing where it's sort of that that you read any Blyton books about children being allowed out <laughs> to roam for the day and mum saying yep you leave the door open come back in time for dinner and we did we used to just go off um particularly in the winter months when the park was shut it was our yeah. playground we had all of this space and then as I got older I was really into my running and did a lot of cross-country athletics so I spent a lot of time yeah. outside during that and then aged 14, I started with the Duke of Edinburgh's award. Yeah. So thought Great I was team. going to die on <laughs> the very first, <laughs> hunt, the, hunt, the first like 200 meters of bronze DV with a massive rucksack and boots that don't fit. Uh, porridge for breakfast with milk replacement powder in. That was disgusting. Didn't eat yeah. it. Felt terrible, but absolutely loved camping for the first time, spending the time with my friends. And I was addicted straight away. Yeah. But yeah, that's how I got into it. Fair play. And um, obviously I've got mixed up with the Wales thing because uh, I've looked at your Instagram photos and you've got a lot of photos in Wales. Is Would you say that's your favourite place in the UK or one of them? Uh, definitely, yes. I... Cornwall lacks mountains. Devon does. <laughs> Devon does do slightly better with Dartmoor. So Dartmoor yeah. was sort of my first really wild experience. So I do have a soft spot for that. Um, but definitely North Wales and the Lake District. I remember going to both of those places for the first time and being absolutely blown away that I didn't have to get on a plane to see things mm. like that. Um, I've got a bit of a love affair with Cat Bells in the Lake District. That was the first mountain I ever walked up. And yeah. then Trifan in North Wales. I, it, I never tire of it. It never gets old. I can go up and down that a thousand times and I still love it. Yeah, Trifan's the... I think it's the greatest looking mountain I've ever seen. Like, I, I, I truly... Whatever side I see it from, like, it just... 
it just looks so spectacular. And um, for those who, who've done it, like the technical paths, like it's such an adventure beyond, you know, it really is a great, uh, a great experiment. And is that sort of how you got into you doing your mountain leader and taking your assessment and all the rest of it? Talk us through that process. Yeah. So when I finished my Gold Duke of Edinburgh's award, I with the school that I went to in Cornwall that they very much value outdoor learning and there was a sort of scheme that they operated there where once you'd finished your gold for mm-hmm. the volunteering part of the award you could go back and help out with the younger students Amazing. Uh, so I did and I guess I never really stopped so I yeah went to university and whilst I was at university I started working on school camps in my summers so I got a load of group experience um, working with with young people through that and then went on to get my um, it's climbing instructor award now. It was SPA at the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and my mountain leader at the same time. So, yeah, it just opened up a lot of doors, really, because it meant that I could then work in the industry that I'd, I'd spent so long volunteering in. Where did you take your assessment? Who, and do, who do you do it with? I did my assessment with Phil George in North Wales. Yeah. Yeah. Class. And and how did you find the process? Did you did you enjoy it? I was terrified when I did my training. I think <laughs> because <laughs> Cornish kid goes to the mountain like it's such yeah. this sort of this sort of like whoa big dream. Um, like, <laughs> wow, Ca- Camborne Hill for anyone who lives in the southwest. That's like the biggest yeah. hill around. And then yeah, I I remember being very intimidated and frightened on my training and then very quickly realized that actually no I've got this and then by the time I came to the assessment it was such a lovely group of people that I did at the assessment with yeah and we did have dream weather um night nav we had to, it was right in the middle of the summer that we did it on the, one of the longest days of the year nice. so they were about three hours of darkness we were there waiting at one o'clock in the morning for the dark <laughs> wow it's it's an experience and, and like from a personal point of view i i really enjoyed the like the journey of getting those qmds like especially the solo days like where i would go out and just be out on my own and like i was right at the very edge of my ability which i like com- which i thought was fantastic because it, it becomes your bread and butter have you got like any sort of stories where you're out on your own and you thought it's getting a bit <laughs> again because I was quite young at the time when I did it I didn't know a huge amount of people that worked in the industry yeah that went from Cornwall and busy when I was trying to get the days in and I I finished university and my assessment was booked for the following summer so I had probably eight nine month period to go off and get all my QMDs Mm. and I, I did meet up with friends along the way, but I spent an awful lot of time in my car driving up the M6 hmm. to get to different locations. And I remember going to Scotland in February, that really great time yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get Shout summer days in. And I just, I think I was in Torridon. I want to say I was on, is it Benet, Ben Allegan? Right. So, far, so far north. It's quicker yeah. to get to France from Cornwall than it is to get to Scotland. Yeah, 100%. And I remember going out, climbing this hill mountain it's mountain and standing on the top it was sort of like knee deep in snow and looking around me and all i could see was a herd of deer nothing else because wow. everything else was white and the fear just got me straight in the core 
<laughs> and I was really frightened and I, I ran off the hill and ended up sort of like putting my waterproof on and is it glissading is that the technical term right bum, yeah bum bum sliding. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> I was so frightened it was just like I didn't need to be I think it was just the kind of expanse the loneliness that sort of like echoed around the mountainside and um, it petrified me and I got back to my car and I realised my best friends for those two weeks were the t- Radio 1 DJs. So I put my radio on in my car. <laughs> just Ooh, like... yeah. But there were plenty of days like that. But I think, yeah, in hindsight, what an idiot. I should have just... Uh, Facebook wasn't so prolific for meeting up with people then. But I think had I had that access to online communities where I could say, right, doing this, anyone free, um, then that would have been slightly more pleasant. <laughs> I, I agree, but in a way as well, like, that's your day forever. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, you'll have that to the day you go to your grave. Like, that's yours. No one will ever take that away from you. And the fact, you know, that you've had that day is a great experience. And, and that's that's what life's about. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, that is what, what it is about. And I, I always say to people, you know, go to the very edge of where you are comfortable and you will find a true adventure, like, waiting for you. Um... And I think anyone who's been through the mountain lead process and obviously further on, you know, has has that story or has that like, oh yeah, I did this and, you know, and it was brilliant and I thought I was like, I thought I was going to die. Like, it's just, it's, you know, it, it, it's silly that we say this thing, but I feel as well as a, like, as a society of people, we came from nature, we used to live in the caves, we used to live in the wilderness and we were very comfortable in the wilderness and because of, call it advances in technology and evolution, we, we've become so wrapped up in the safety bubble that the moment something pierces it, a lot of people just cave in. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people just, and and, it, and you can see that now with like with what's going on in the current crisis. Current crisis. Um, you get a little bit of discomfort and people start going, oof, I don't, you know, I, I don't like it. But no, it's, it, it's a great, it's a great story. And um where was your favourite place when you were doing your training? Like, is there anywhere that sticks in your mind? Like, where you think, oh, that was a brilliant sort of day out? Or... Um, probably the Lake District. I I went back to help out with my old school Duke of Edinburgh there. And I've had some awesome. hilarious days with some of the staff. And bizarrely, sometimes it's actually... If, like you're saying, if you're outside your comfort zone, sometimes those are the best memories. And I've got some cracking memories of being out on Helvellyn with yeah. um, a guy called Chris, who's one of the one of the staff at the school that I, I do a lot of work with. And I just, it was so windy, and having that horrendous <laughs> weather, I I really love a suffer fest with weather occasionally. Yeah. Um, if you go out in absolutely howling conditions and you just think to yourself, do you know what? Nature is absolutely throwing itself at me today. Yeah. And I remember going out up on Helvellyn with Chris um, to, we were actually going to, to catch a group, tell them not to go to the summit because it was so windy. Yeah. Yeah. And I got blown off my feet and it's the <laughs> first time I've ever been blown off my feet. And I just remember bizarre feeling of i'm flying i shouldn't be flying i'm not a bird (laughs) and it hit the ground very ungracefully but was fine yeah but just that moment the adrenaline rush that came with it really was like 
whoa, okay, this is a little bit extreme. And we weren't anywhere particularly exposed. Yeah. I think we're up on, is it Greenside Edge? Greenside Bank? Well, okay. Um, so, yeah, we were somewhere safe. But just that kind of power of nature and weather, that sounds very cheesy, but... Yeah, no, interesting. Uh... I, I spoke to a friend today about um, lockdown and how that's impacted. Because he was sort of saying about people being outside of their comfort zone or happy being inside and things like this. Yeah, yeah. I think for a lot of outdoor people... Um, I pointed out to my friend today that he mountain bikes, he climbs, he surfs. He's used to adrenaline. And for a lot of my friends who work in the outdoor industry, suddenly being told that you can't go out and do Mm. these things, that's had a big impact on people. And he has got out this week. He has has gone and uh, been mountain biking. And it's, yeah, it's that feeling that kind of like, hang on a minute, I'm alive. Yeah, yeah. Moment. And now that lockdown's eased a little bit, I think, yeah, maybe some of us have realised that we need that feeling. I think, I think one thing it's taught me, well, taught, taught me is to, to live in, like I do live in the, in the now and I don't sort of think about, I, I have a real crutch with people when they say someday, I'll do it someday. Like people who live on someday Island will, will realise that before we know it, we are gone and we're dust. Um, and I feel like this whole end of March till now where we couldn't go to the Lake District and, you know, when we were in lockdown, proper lockdown and we couldn't go anywhere, I was like, wow, like I can't get in my car right now and drive to the lakes. Like I live an hour and a half away from the lakes. And I'm like, wow, I can't even go to North Yorkshire Moors. I can't even go to my closest national park. And like it really hit home. And like I don't take for granted that, or I'll do it next week. I'm very much like, right, I'm doing that and I'm doing it then. And, you know, and I've said to a lot of people, oh, well, when I get fit enough and when this and when that, I'm like, the problem with when is sometimes it never comes and you just have to, you know, you've got to live in the now. And if you want to do something and you know it's going to be hard and horrible and it's going to be physically exhausting, it's okay to be, it's okay to let things get ugly. It's okay not to be the, be the polished article and, too many people put like doubt in themselves, like, oh, I don't want to be the unfittest, or I don't want to be, don't have the best equipment, or I don't want to make myself look stupid. Like, what does that even, any of that even mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, we should just think, I'm going and I'm going to have a great time. And I say to my um, people who come out with me, the hardest part of any day is the car park. Because after the car park, we're all on the same adventure and, you know, anything anything could happen. Um, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting time for the outdoor community. What do you think the outdoor community will learn from, from COVID? I think exactly what you said, Fidgley. For people who work in the industry, maybe valuing their own time mm. more as well, because I know I'm dreadful. <laughs> Freelance season comes around. Every weekend's booked out with, yeah. with work. And not that I don't enjoy the work, but it has made me on a minute. Am I still doing the adventures that I want to do as well? Mm. And if you're working with clients, you tend to be in your comfort zone. And actually, yeah, it's nice to just go out with mates sometimes and do your own thing. So I think in a little bit, I know definitely several, I've had the conversation with several people that are yeah. the same about it. I feel like it's a great point. And, Obviously, some people get into it 
you know, they've got to earn a crust. So they might just do like the national three peaks every weekend. Now, personally, that would be like a massive no-no for me because I personally don't see that. Um, I've done it obviously, but I, I, I couldn't think of anything worse apart from doing those three mountains by the most touristy routes that on all three of them. Like, don't get me wrong. It's, there's worse jobs, obviously, but going back to what you said, but would you rather do all the, you know, the, all the scrambles in the Lake District in a day? Would you rather go and do a 30, 40, 50 mile long distance trek and really, you know, really sink the battleship sort of um, mindset? Now, it's interesting. Uh, you talk about you talk about work now. Um, on your profile, it says that you're um, a Yes Tribe ambassador. Now, I've heard of the Yes Tribe, but explain like do you know like its formation and 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 what it's all about yeah so the say yes more overarching um front page if you like of of this online community called um the yes tribe Mm. and it was started by dave cornthwaite um who is an adventurer he's known for something called project 1000 so he goes off on thousand mile journeys he came back from one of these and decided to see if there were other adventurous people living in London. So it started, it started as a London community. Right. And I think he, he did a camp out. This is a few years ago now that he organized a camp out um, and put it on Facebook. to see if people were interested, got some people interested. They got a train out of London, went camping for the evening, came back. Wow. This has now grown. I think last time I checked, it was over 12,000 members. Wow. Um, online. And at its core, it's a Facebook group that encourages people to say yes to more opportunities. So not just outdoor ones, but it could be starting a new hobby, mm. new job. Um, it's just a really supportive, nice group of people. Um, I became an ambassador for them through something uh, that I was doing last year. So I was doing a challenge called 365 Days of Adventure. Right, okay. Um, So I was asked to be an ambassador um, for them. So, yeah, I sort of help promote what they do. I run the Devon and Cornwall community for them now. So it's not just a centralised group. It has um, sort of spin-off groups around most counties um, in the UK now. Wow. Um, I I really like it, the Yes Tribe. And I love the word tribe as well because we, we... We are very tribal as a as, as a race. We are very tribal. If we and if we spin it in the right way, and we're a positivity tribe, and and obviously they say yes is not living on Sunday Island. So it's like yes, I'm doing it, um, because great things come from saying yes. Um, and is there is it a UK wide movement or is it central to the south and and southwest? It's worldwide. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, Internationally, it is still growing. So there's a tribe wow. in Norway that is um, definitely growing. Um, they've, they've been doing more events recently. Uh, New Zealand, um, different places in Europe. And I believe there's a community recently started in America as well. So, yeah, it is gradually growing. Um, at the moment, I think the most members are probably centred around the south. So London, um, London, Bristol kind of area. Yeah. But it's been really popular since we launched the Devon and Cornwall community. Within the space of a few months, we had 500 people involved online. And then 
the best part of it is that it translates to real life as well because yeah. we organize events people come along and get to meet each other in real life and like you say calling it the yes tribe it is a very positive group of people who just band together to make things happen um, which is great yeah no it, it, it is great and is it predominantly run on facebook or instagram or, or where, where does it do its business mostly on facebook and um, the interaction between the members of the community facebook's the best platform for it but it is on instagram as well and and is that going to have to change because um i feel like the demographics changing on facebook so the the the, the younger newer generations actually don't like facebook and aren't really on facebook like and especially with the with the emergence of tiktok um is this powerhouse social media platform which has just exploded during lockdown um what what do you think the evolution of the yes tribe will look like from like your experience running it from your branch yeah so for for our era i think for the moment because it is quite new um i only really sort of took over this area in october i think so it has it's very fresh so in all honesty i i we do have a, a sort of centralized instagram um yeah. but I've, okay. I've not looked at developing it any further in terms of appealing to younger audience yeah things like tiktok are definitely sort of paving the way aren't they in the same way that a few years ago instagram was the sort of next big uh, or snapchat as well yeah um and i think yeah it, it probably will have to evolve at some point to match those but currently i don't think there are any plans to but i don't know there could be secret plans <laughs> innovate <laughs> um yeah. so you, you say to your members how does it work you say right we're, we're going to north wales we're going to have a weekend you know it's it is it like a monthly subscription cost is a, a you pay for what you want to go for is it free like what's the sort of mo for it so at the moment Everything that we run um, is free. Um, so we tend to stick to the regional area that we're operating from. Yeah, okay. Um, which is great because it means that people come along who may not know their local area that well. Um, yeah. And then we've sort of trialled, again, because it's quite new, it's been quite fun to trial different events to see what's popular. Mm. Um, so we might go out just for a walk. Um, we might do something. Um, we trialled something called Feast in the Forest, Nice. where everyone met up after work in one of the local woodlands and just bought food with them to share and it's like okay friday night for a lot of people they might be down the pub we were up on the hillside looking out over exeter on the most beautiful starlit night and i was thinking actually do you know what i'd rather be here than anywhere else right now and um, is it sorry i'm just trying to is it people looking to find a new community or a like replace a community that that they've lost or they no longer have a different like example you give up drinking or you you, you maybe you had a bad relationship and you've come out of a relationship and you, you start looking for a new friend circle is that is that a fair assessment yeah i think a lot of people come to it having maybe finished something else so for mm. me for example um i was teaching um okay. when i first found the yes tribe and i was not happy Hmm. i'm in my teaching career um i've realized now that actually probably the subjects i was teaching wasn't necessarily right for me uh but i i felt terrible i pretty much thought i was the worst teacher on the planet really wow uh, i i found the astro trawling through facebook as you do when you're miserable sometimes and found the community that way um and yeah a lot of people they might have come out of a relationship or 
if they've moved areas as well yeah. so we get a lot of members who if they've moved um from abroad or if even if they've moved from somewhere in the uk they go that if they're actively seeking a new community to spend time with because mm. i think i think as adults we forget sometimes that at school and for people who've been to university or gone through some sort of training um we forget that it's really easy to make friends when you're doing exactly the same thing. But suddenly when you enter the working world, mm. I know I definitely found this moving around working in different places as an adult. It's really hard to make friends outside of who you're immediately working with. Mm. And I've been fairly lucky over the years that the people I work with have been my people. So when I was teaching, I've worked with some absolutely fantastic members of staff teaching, but for a lot of people, they might not, have a community of people at work mm. who do what they do and particularly i mean going up and having dinner on the side of a hill on a friday night isn't a normal thing to do and it should be it's a great thing to do but it's it's yeah, I, it appeals I, I, to a lot of people i'd say this jen when people like i do some fairly batshit crazy stuff um and people question me and say are you are you, you know are you crazy are you mad i'm like T- t- tell me your Saturday night. Well, I go out and I drink, t- I drink 10 pints and I get wrecked. Um, and then I get a pizza and I go home. I'm like, what'd you get from it? Uh, well, I hang over and I'm hundred quid down and I'm like, and I'm the crazy one. Do, do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it- it's how we've been socially programmed by drinks companies and-, and this big, this culture of like, unless you are doing this, you're not normal. Um, but I say to people like, Normal is whatever you're happy doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I run an event um, during the summer called the Midnight Madness series where I go on summer, Jack's Rake, Sharp Edge, Striding Edge, Shrivel Edge, all at midnight with, with two or three people. And we have the greatest adventure ever. Like, so, scrambling on mountains on head torches is so awesome. And everyone who does it afterwards is like, best Saturday night I've ever had in my life. And I'm like, and no one got drunk and no one's going to wake up tomorrow morning hungover and eat a load of food they don't really want to eat and think, why did I spend that much money and, you know, make, make an idiot of yourself. And people need to, like, I think especially as you get older, like, if you're still going out and, and getting oblivionated at, like, late 30s, 40s, you need to have a look and think, what am I missing here? Do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's like... It's like trying to hold on to something, isn't it? It's 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 the old um, Captain Ahab thing. It's hunting the white whale until it takes you to the bottom of you to the bottom of the sea. Um, but no, it's it's interesting. But the the, the yes tribe does it, it sounds fantastic, and it sounds um, don't want to make too many comparisons, but I know of a group called One Year No Beer, and it sounds sort of very um, very similar, very community driven, very challenge driven, friendship driven. Um, and obviously they've all given up beer and instead of drinking and getting drunk every week and they go and have adventure and learn this and learn a new skill. It's, it's, uh, it sounds great. And how has that affected like the current situation? How has that affected plans for what you had coming up? Do you have anything great coming up? Uh, so with the, sorry, I didn't hear that question very well. You oh, sorry. Sorry. Thinking. No, I'm saying, did you have anything planned, anything major planned for your tribe in, in Devon? Um, we had sort of more events such as, yeah, Feast in the Forest. Um, we run, um, 
speaker nights. So we have um, something called Yes Stories, where we get oh, lo- local adventurers in um, who aren't necessarily professional speakers. They might just be someone locally who's been on a really cool trip. And uh, we get we get them in uh, to share their stories. Um, so I, I, I host those in Exeter at the moment, and I'm looking to sort of spread out into Cornwall soon get an event down there so we we did have to cancel lots of things like that mm. but the fantastic thing about the yes tribe is that very they're just so adaptable everyone moved online so Zoom we've, been, we've been running a lot online we <laughs> did um i organized the lockdown olympics love it and this ended up being a week and a half long amazing event where people sent me their videos and i edited them together into a uh, a show reel of sporting talents every evening Amazing. and it was it was absolutely ridiculous the idea being that they had to recreate it in their own home um so we had swimming we had people swimming in the bar um people i, I went for a swim in the wheelie bin because uh, i didn't have anything else to put water in um we did sailing people created their own boats out of like cardboard boxes Amazing. hilarious and i think we had consistently about 70 people joining in sending videos and and it's brilliant how great is it when you get a group that um is on the same wavelength and is is super positive and there's there's no negativity and 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 one thing that i always tell people is when i get someone new joining my group my tribe my tribe and they're like i was like the people who you know now won't be the same people in a year's time because you're going to start to adapt evolve and going out and getting obliterated on a weekend that won't be a thing anymore but those people who do that won't like the fact that you're kicking on and just watch the comments that they post like the the best one i've ever seen is um when someone does like a a challenge with me like a 50,000 step Fitbit challenge when people when they post it I always read the comments and people when people write things like oh I don't know what I would never do something like this or wow never in my wildest dreams would I do this and I and I see the people see those people there get rid because you're going and they don't want to let you go and there's only one place those people will ever take you like and and I bet there's no negativity in your group, is there? There's, but there's never any like Karen off Facebook t- chucking twenty pence in. <laughs> no, it's it's a really yeah, like I say, really positive community, and everyone just supports each other with whatever wacky plans they have. Mm, um, someone new great. posted on on the group the other day talking about an adventure that she wanted to do. I think I think it was um, traveling to Budapest. Amazing. Like 80 people have commented on different things. Wow. Oh, oh, yeah. Like I knew um, a coffee shop and an ice cream shop she needed to visit. Somebody else was like, oh, yeah, you have to go to this place. It's just brilliant. But like you say, I mean, there have been times that I've received negative comments for exactly what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. If you're supporting people to kind of make those changes in their life, I have received negative comments from people who are like, what are you doing? Yeah. And it, it it's tough, but it has got to the point where I've thought, actually, do I really want to be spending time with people who are dragging you down in that way? And it, it's made me look at life a bit differently. It's like, right, who's who's going to boost me up? Yeah, 100%. Who's going to be the person that instead of either laughing at you or making nasty comments, the person yeah. who goes, do you know what, mate? I'm coming with you. And yeah, that, yeah. 
that's the best moment of all when people just make that crazy decision to be like no i'm gonna go yeah it's the old uh it's the old aim, aim for the bushes isn't it um rocking uh rocking samuel have you ever seen it the other guys yeah, aim for the bushes and um, leap of faith now nah, it's got it's got to be done uh jen fantastic uh, i love the outlook um i love that hat that you're wearing for for those who can't see she's wearing a really cool hat um i like to end the show with the five watts and um, i've changed them um for covid so the first one is um what does your day look like we are creatures of routine um my day is probably more routine than it's ever been. It's been absolutely <laughs> wonderful. I, I've sort of gone from this crazy freelance life of driving around the country and not knowing where I'm going to be sleeping the next evening, um, <laughs> different jobs. And yeah, I, I sleep in a bed now. It's great. Um, so I wake up in the morning. I join something called the London Writers Salon. Um, I Ooh. have taken up writing. I'll explain that for I know what one of the other questions is going to be in a minute. So uh, I'll explain, yeah. explain more with that one. So I joined the London Writers <laughs> Hour for um, an hour. That's why it's called the London Writers Hour. Yeah. I then join a Yes Tribe dance party, which is a five minute one track dance party hosted by my friend Charlotte. Amazing. So we all, about 30 people jump on a Zoom call, have a little party. Um, I might go for a run because now that I've been stuck at home rather than and get into a proper routine with training um so I've, I've started marathon training again with the intention of doing some more ultra marathons um awesome <laughs> as and when they are open again um and then eating eating is probably what i do with the rest of my day <laughs> yeah um yeah it's it, it sounds great and uh you mentioned to me this week that you listened to um kp's podcast um she doesn't live that far away from you um I think she's up in up in the Bristol area. Um, in Bristol, Whoa. so you could sort of create this uh, all-female super ultra-running team and take over the world. We need Sounds more like... badass females. Like that—that's the ultimate life goal. Is just completely surround myself with badass females. <laughs> take over the world. No offense, 100... obviously, to men. Nah, but... <laughs> hey. go, go for it. I'm all for it, man. Eagles fly with eagles. It don't matter. It's all, it's all good. Um, uh, what workouts are you doing, either mentally or, or physically? Um, writing in the morning has definitely been a mental workout for me because it's I, I, I've always enjoyed writing, but it's not something I've done for a long time. Mm. Um, Workout-wise, I have been running a lot. Um, we, <laughs> I live on a very hilly side of Exeter, uh, cool. so going out for um, a couple of hours um, a few times a week um and i've been following a marathon training plan to get back up to kind of 26 mile um distance but like i say with the intention of um going for more ultra marathons now that uh, the restrictions have lifted slightly i can get back up to dartmoor um, yeah so i can get back and do some more training sessions off off road what what would be um the long distance trail i have the teasdale and the weirdale way near me um do you have like a long hundred mile sort of trail anything like um, that there's various different trails in and around devon there's the two counties way okay um, cool so there's that there's um a two, the two moors way everything's in pairs here <laughs> two counties yeah, way yeah, the two was... moors way so there are some quite long distance bits but as well um a lot of the coast path um Awesome. Those would probably be. I'd love to do the Southwest Coast Path running at some point. I'm not I, fit enough to do it yet. Yeah, but. I'm. I'm pretty sure like one of the large challenge companies like 
I want to say action challenge, do some sort of long distance, 60 mile, 24 hour hiking challenge, running challenge down, down that way. And I don't, I mean, why not? It's stunning, isn't it? Um, there's, there's definitely a coast to coast that runs across Devon, um, which sadly I have signed up for that um, before, but it was cancelled. Mm. Um, so yeah, like the Dartmoor 50 race, um, I think Freedom Racing um, planned that one. Um, so yeah, I mean, as and when events are back up as well, that's going to be really helpful because it's, again, you then have that definite point that you can train for. Yeah, um, definitely. 100%. And until then, just kind of get my fitness where I want it. And then, yeah. Fair, fair play. Um, third one, what have you started? What have I started? So the challenge I was talking about earlier, the 365 Days of Adventure Challenge, uh, yeah. which uh, was over 2019. As soon as lockdown started, the London Writers Salon started doing their London Writers Hour. And so we log into a Zoom call every morning for an hour and write. I have started and, yes, finished my first draft of my book for 365 Days of Adventure. Wow, that's amazing. Which I never in my wildest dreams did I think that that would happen. That's amazing. Now I'm scared because I'm like, oh, now I've done it. I'm going to have to share it with the world. (laughs) Is is it in a blog blog format? Are you going to release it like a, a, a paperback or...? If I can release it as a paperback, that's the intention. Um, if no one's interested in it, then I'll either release it on Amazon um, online or do it as sort of like newsletter format, like the most. But yeah, um, some someone yeah. will. Yeah, the aim the aim is paperback. That's yeah, so someone value. will see value in it. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, if you took time to write it, someone will take time to read it. That's how it goes, isn't it? And it doesn't matter if it's only read by one person or twenty million people. If it, it changes one person's outlook and helps them have a better life then it's you know mission mission accomplished isn't it that's that's yeah. the way that's the way i look at it um fourth one what have you stopped doing i've stopped worrying as much <laughs> actually which yeah the the world's gone crazy <laughs> the world's shut down it's gone into this sort of crazy loop of of no one sure whether they're coming or going but i think because i've had time to stop and rest and think Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of time to be able to think about where I want to be next year to be doing and yeah it stopped me worrying as much because I think I've suddenly realized it's like actually you've got (laughs) you've got more of your life together than you thought you had and yeah yeah, it's a relief <laughs> a complete relief which again like i know we were saying earlier you sort of almost feel guilty for saying that you've enjoyed lockdown but yeah it's given me the gift of time yeah, so, and yeah. i feel i feel like people um lockdown give people a chance to build build legacy and and sort of when it's when it is officially over and we look back in two or three years time like there'll be people who you read about and be like God, yeah, I remember lockdown. Like, it will be a thing. Like, it is our thing. We we own it. And some people, you know, the next the next big superstars or the next big TikTok people or whoever it is, you'd be like, you know, and some people look at it and say, what did I do during lockdown? Mm-hmm. I whinged all day on Facebook and, and ate Cheetos. Like, why didn't I do something with all that time? But it's it's what you do time. We all get the same... 24 hours in the day and it's about what you do with that time that makes the difference in in your world you know you're in charge 
you're in charge of your world and what, what the outcome is. Just how depends you want to put your energy into. Um, fifth and final one, um, what's the first thing you're going to do after lockdown, after we return to the new normal? I hit the most hated saying ever. <laughs> the first thing I'm going to do. So there's a pub. Nice. <laughs> I, I, know, I know you've just spoken about not yeah. drinking on our Saturday nice. nights. Go for but it. There, there's a pub near where my parents live. And one of my absolute favourite things to do is to... I think I, if I say that, it's my, one of my favourite things to do. I've only done it once before. But mum and dad, um, if they drive round to the pub, I race them to the pub but on foot. So oh, they, nice. they go the roadway, which is a bit longer. I can run up into our local town and then it's it's a, it's a little bit on road and then a, a trail run through one of the woodlands. Nice. Um, to arrive at the pub covered in sweat to probably have lost the race to dad. But if dad's got there first, then... He'll get the round in. Yeah, yeah, he'll get the round in. And do you know what? <laughs> a Koppenberg cider, don't judge me for this. Koppenberg oh. cider, one of the berry ones. <laughs> <laughs> and just with the little beads of sweat running down the glass. And I'm going to sit in that pub garden next to the wisteria, which smells amazing. And I'm going to drink my Koppenberg and it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? It, it, whatever, whatever people want to do, that's what they want to do. Uh, Jen, absolutely awesome speaking to you. I feel like um, you have a great outlook and a great story. And I hope the book goes really, really well for you. Um, where can people find you? Not literally. Do not give out your, your home address. <laughs> Uh, where can people find me so i am on instagram and facebook uh jen underscore george underscore adventures yeah yeah both instagram and facebook that's the best place to find me uh your yes tribe devon is is it just yes tribe devon or is it some sort of variation of that so i always say to people if they're interested in the yes tribe if they put say yes more into facebook Okay. Um, that will take them to the sort of the main page and from there all of the regional groups are listed ah, okay brilliant and there's sort of an overarching yes tribe group as well which is sort of like the main page where everyone comes together either of those are great because then you can find your regional area um fantastic tribe, or you can join the main one i say or and or just to join as many as you like because i know a lot of people particularly in the freelance world who might be listening to this podcast if people move around a lot with work I know I belong to about eight different regions because I work all over the place and actually yeah, yeah. people in new places. Definitely, definitely. Um, Jen, look, thanks very much for giving me your time on... Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Uh, no, absolutely. Uh, it's all about meeting the right people uh, and uh, surround yourself with the people who sort of um, have your ethos on the way you think and it's, you know, it's how we push out a good strong message and, and, and people follow that uh, left foot right foot and we keep moving forward as a society uh, Jen look thanks very much for your time uh, have a great rest of your Sunday and uh, look forward to meeting you one day on the hill somewhere definitely thanks, brilliant <laughs> good night bye bye